At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo play hey we're off and running on a monday evening live from the circus sportsbook tim murray jeff parles hanging out all week long looking forward to it and uh, jeff i sent a text to our producer aaron oster yesterday when the second round schedule came out and it was glorious because we got a game every night starting after we hit the air except for wednesday which We'll have to live with a 6.30 Pacific start time. All right. But we have Nuggets and Suns about to start. Just finishing up. The Brooklyn Nets. They won by 39. <laughs> they beat the Milwaukee Bucks. And uh, I was on earlier today. Uh, and it was, um, yeah, it, it was not a, uh, not, a, not a joyous occasion there as uh was on with Mr. Burke. I said, yeah, I like the Bucks a little bit tonight. That did not work out so well. So, yep, good start. You, my friend, I, 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 you are I, you're the like, wise one over here. Yeah, I'm, I'm liking my day so far because I took a took a small bite of the Islanders as a, Ooh, a total, as a total homer pick, and the Islanders totally got destroyed and managed to win the game five four because we know how crazy hockey can. All be. that matters, baby. Three power play goals, the difference there, and then this game where Tim. It was apparent very quickly what was the correct side in yep. this game. It yeah. was within three minutes you knew. And this is one of those where people talk about closing line value all the time. Milwaukee <laughs> opened two, two and a half. It got bet to as high. I, Westgate in town had Milwaukee minus two and a half at close. Behind us had two. Oh, so I had a great number. Yeah, lane two. Oh, you had a great number. Oh, I'd, you, I had you, you instead, bucks plus money on the money line. Yeah, yeah. Look, you only inst- instead of losing by uh, by over forty, you only lost by in the thirties instead. <laughs> but look, 
just one of those where I ended up as soon as all day it was it, it was it was obvious that Milwaukee was taking money all day, and I, I I understood why Milwaukee was taking money, but it was just to me it was like this is still at worst a pick. To me, at worst, it should be a pick them. We've seen Brooklyn basically all year long without their big three there. Why does it matter that one of them is hurt now against the team that, again, we expect Milwaukee to at least give Brooklyn a series here, Tim. That's but thought. they didn't really show much in game one. The, the, the final score was not, not an eight-point game. No. Not indicative to what it was. And we know Milwaukee's postseason failings when things get difficult. And... To see that number keep moving, it was, okay, Brooklyn's now a one-point dog. Now they're a one-and-a-half-point dog. All right, what's going on here? Why is this happening? And then as soon as it hit two-and-a-half, Tim, I took the plus two-and-a-half. I took the plus 110 on the money line, and that was that. And I was very happy. And now only because I'm I'm following you with betting college baseball, Tim. We, uh, we we're not going to have any other bets. I'm, but, uh, I'm texting our executives. I, I, I don't want to be with you all week. I've decided. Oh, it's all over? (laughs) It took me three and a half minutes. We can't cash those under tickets barely, Tim. I had it till till the first first reset at five after the hour. That was when I expected that to come, Tim. I can't do it. I'm out. (laughs) I'm out. Rubbing it in. All right, yeah, it was it was a uh, it was a beatdown. I want to get to the. I want to dive more into this game uh, in, in just a little bit. We do have Denver and Phoenix about to start momentarily, and here at the Circa, um, this number just hit six. Now it's a juice six for Denver. You got to lay the minus one fifteen uh, for the Denver Nuggets on the buyback. Phoenix minus six at uh, minus one oh five. Um, as you see it at, at DraftKings, it's still at five and a half. That's where it is in most spots. Um, I don't have anything in this game. The only thing I do like, and I mentioned this with Danny, so probably run the other way based on my Bucks uh, thoughts. I like DeAndre Ayton over 13.5 points tonight, and I think some spots it actually shot up uh, to 14.5. I just think this is a spot similar to what we saw in Game 1 against the Lakers where I think the Denver Nuggets are going to spend a lot of time and effort trying to slow down Devin Booker, slow down those guards, and DeAndre Ayton's just going to clean things up down low. You do have Nikola Jokic, but let's be real. Nikola Jokic isn't known for his defensive prowess. No issue with that play at all, Tim. And, and, and again, this right, You series, can stay till Tuesday. Yeah, okay. Maybe Wednesday by the end of the show. But, <laughs> I, I'm very again, I'm very intrigued to see how this series plays out because it kind of has uh, Suns-Lakers vibes for a series price uh, opinion for me. It is the nightcap. Here we go. It is a Monday evening. We are into the second round of the NBA playoffs. We could have a team advancing on to the semifinals. What are we calling it in the Stanley Cup? Just the semifinals? I've been calling it the Stanley Cup semifinals. We could have a team advancing on the Montreal Canadiens 2-2 right now in the third period against the Winnipeg Jets. How about those New York Islanders, baby? In the swan song, the finale of Nassau Memorial Coliseum. They are now up three games to two on the Bees. The Boston Bruins, a 5-4 win and a win for my man Jeff Parles earlier today, and the beatdown of all beatdowns, a 39-point <laughs> victory for the Brooklyn Nets, 125-86. to 86. Brooklyn did their part helping you get to the over. Milwaukee did not do their part. As this thing goes under for a second consecutive game, Jeff, first game opened 239.5, and, 
and the under cruises at 115, 107, so 122 there. And then here tonight, 125 to 86. The Brooklyn Nets now up 2-0 in this series. No James Harden again, and a dominant performance on uh, for the Brooklyn Nets. Let's hold off just a minute on our thoughts on this game because I, I do want to dive a little bit deeper, not only on this game, but big picture on the Brooklyn Nets. But we got Nuggets Suns about to tip off and taking a look at some of the prop plays here. Nikola Jokic over under tonight, 30 and a half, actually here at Circa. Circa putting up some props. So uh, the uh, the folks around town, obviously Westgate's been involved in other spots too. Uh, but it's it's it, it great to see some more options around town. But uh, our friends at DraftKings obviously providing a plethora of, uh, of betting options there for the prop market. Nikola Jokic, 30 and a half. Ten and a half rebounds, seven and a half assists. He was tremendous against the Portland Trailblazers. That fourth quarter of game six, he just said, we're winning this game. And, you know, it, it was, I don't know if it's because, I, I don't know what the re- rationale was, Jeff, but you think about all the love that Kawhi Leonard got, rightfully so. He was tremendous, incredible. I didn't really hear that many people talking about Nikola Jokic's performance in game six as just dragging his team uh, to a series win. Dude's going to win MVP of the league. So when you look at tonight, 30.5, 10.5, 7.5 assists, uh, what are your thoughts on this one? I, I'm happy you brought that up, Tim, because the whole story after the Nuggets finished off Portland was, oh, what's Dame's future? Yeah. It wasn't, oh, my goodness, we just watched Nikola Jokic legitimately drag Denver in a series where, Look, Game 5 was one of the most ridiculous playoff oh games you're ever going to see. So good. Uh, and Denver was, I think, with the way it played out, once it got to overtime, especially in the fashion, it got to overtime with just that absurdly horrible foul call that they went to replay and were like, oh, it's, it, it, it wasn't a shooting foul, but it was still a foul to keep Portland with the ball and Dame, Dame making the long three to force overtime and then Denver winning it in, in two OTs. But, but look, Tim, Jokic, like you said, has been the MVP. He's going to win the MVP. Mm-hmm. And he is the best player in this series. There was question in the last series. And look, him and him and Dame were pretty even. And Jokic, in the end, was better in, in game six. And as odd as it is to say about a, about a, uh, a, a series with Dame Limmer, Damian Lillard in it, Nikola Jokic was better in the big moments except for the end of regulation in game five. And and overtime. Yeah, but but still, it's it just one of those scenarios where Jokic outclutched the most clutch, one of the most clutch players that we've ever seen. Yeah, out, they outscored him by 14 in that fourth yeah. quarter. And you know, this thing was supposed to go back to Denver. It mm-hmm. was that classic zigzag, and, and and I was of the mindset. I actually didn't bet Game Six, but I thought this would be a situation. And I had the Denver series price. Actually, something I got right uh, after they lost Game One because we talked about it, Jeff, on this show. It was. What are we seeing that says Portland is almost three times as more likely to win this series than Denver is? I know they were up 1-0, and they won that game in Denver, but I I didn't really get the pre-flop series price with Portland being a slight favorite, and then I did not get why it was almost plus 300 for Denver. I got it at plus 290. There there were spots at plus 295, and then it, it obviously played out uh, the way that that I was very happy that it did. Now you get into this Phoenix series, and 
I, I want to get to what you said about the Phoenix series price, where DraftKings has it at minus 220. You could find it maybe around a, a minus 200 or so. Uh, I think that's a fair price. Yeah. And uh, if I played it, I would have to play Phoenix. I, I really, I, I was so impressed by Phoenix and the way that they played, and I know how the discussion was curved. You, you mentioned how after the Portland series, it was about you know Terry Stotts getting fired, Damian Lillard, what's next, all that. And people failed to mention how great Nikola Jokic was. Well, I think, obviously, because it's the Lakers, it's LeBron James, it's, you know, the Lakers failed, the Lakers failed. Fair. They also were hurt. But the Phoenix Suns played it tremendous. And their role players stepped up. Devin Booker emerged as a star. I think DeAndre Ayton played ex- exceptionally well in that series. And just looking at all their pieces, I-, I find it hard to believe that Denver, who really struggles defensively, Jeff, can can beat this team four times in Phoenix. So now they'll get a couple it, games. Though. It, it's a really it, it, it's a difficult series for me to handicap based off the price because I if Phoenix was about oh I don't know about minus one sixty minus one fifty I'd go ahead and and fire right now. If Denver was north of two dollars, then it's like well that price is pretty darn good on the Nuggets. You have the MVP. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. has the capabilities of being the third best player in this series. Maybe you take a shot on it. This is one of those where I think Phoenix is going to win tonight, Tim, like they did against the Lakers in game one. And that price is going to get so out of control on Denver where it's going to get north of $3, especially if it's a blowout, where, to me, I'm willing to take a smaller bet on Denver north of $3, and if it loses, so be it, just because that price... This series is a seven-game series to me. So if I can get Denver at any point over $3 or vice versa, if Phoenix becomes a dog, plus 150, plus 170 at some point, maybe you take a flyer in that one. So uh, this is, to me, a very even series, very intriguing series, where whoever wins this series, uh, to me, Tim, they will be the team I would bet on in the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, I probably wouldn't bet the Denver Nuggets. Now, my mind can change, and I could see something differently. Um, I, I I came away from the Utah series against Memphis, and they, they impressed they me. They were yes, very um, much so. And I, and I know, and I've talked about it on the show, especially last week, which was what they did against Memphis. They covered all four games after Donovan Mitchell came back, and each and every game it just felt like Donovan Mitchell's getting healthier. Now, Mike Conley questionable for game one, that's a huge issue. If he is not out there, he obviously brings a lot to the table, and we can discuss that game because spectacularly, that game will start after we start our show tomorrow. So we will uh, we will get to dive fully into Lakers and or excuse me, Clippers and uh, and the Utah Jazz game one tomorrow night. So any props? Is this game yet to start yet? Uh, anything jumping at you? I mentioned uh, I didn't play it personally. Um, you know, they don't have it up here, uh, but I would look at DeAndre Ayton over tonight uh, for the Phoenix Suns. I, I, I like that. Um, I, I just, I don't know for Nikola Jokic, who has had such a, had such a great postseason so far to this point, and there was a prop here at Circa over under five free throws. He's averaging about six free throws a game, making a little over five. I thought about playing that, but you know, I look back at game one uh, in that series against Portland, and uh, he only went to the line four times, so I don't know how aggressive. But, you know, Nikola Jokic averaged 33 points per game in that series. He went north. He went 34, 38, 36. The one game he did not uh, really have a good game 
uh, was the beatdown against Portland in Game 4, 38-36. So does Nikola Jokic continue to keep this thing rolling tonight and go over 30-and-a-half points? It just, it's just such a big number. It's a huge like, number. Like that's, that's the issue for me. I, I'm going to end up staying off that 30-and-a-half. Just looking at the screen right now, though, Tim. Doesn't Chris Paul double-double plus 225 a little intrigue you a little bit? Get there with uh, with double-digit assists, which would put his uh, assist total over 8.5, which I like as well. So that would be the way I would go with it. Go, go a little bit smaller than usual, Tim. I, this is one of those. Again, I would say eight and two double yeah, eight, double. Eight and, eight and not bad. Even money both, or yeah. you know, evenly juiced. I should say both ways. Not bad because he's gonna have. I, I think he's gonna have double figure points, and he's a guy that just kind of cleans it up on the glass. So the game about to get going. Uh, take a look at the final number here before this thing tips. And uh, the juice price has gone. It is now minus 6, minus 110 both ways here at Circus. So some late money coming in on Phoenix. No official play for me. Um, if I had to with Jeff's money that he just won off of Brooklyn, <laughs> uh, I would probably lay it with Phoenix uh, if I had to. But uh, no official play for me in this one. No official play either. I would take the 6. Okay. That would be what I would do. I well, just, we're, just I, differing, uh, we're just differing quite a bit. Yeah. And... <laughs> When it comes to the Brooklyn Nets and what they did earlier tonight, Jeff, winning 125-86, to I have been hesitant the entire year to crown this team because we've been watching sports a long time. Mm -hmm. And we recognize when you put together these all-star teams, it doesn't always work right away. Golden State Warriors are different because they had already won titles and then they added in Kevin Durant. Well, they won a title and they added in Kevin Durant. 73 wins, too. Okay, so... That's a little bit different. That's not, hey, let's put together a team that didn't even make the postseason. Now we have Kyrie and KD. We bring in, uh, we bring in James Harden midseason during the trade. I will play a future on the Brooklyn Nets when those odds resurface. I don't know, and I'm not, this isn't me being in the moment. From everything we've seen, Jeff, in this postseason, I don't know, barring injury, who can beat the Brooklyn Nets four times. And James Harden is injured right now. But you look at this team and the weapons that they have. I don't know what fountain of youth Blake Griffin has been sleeping in, but seeing him put a put-back dunk in like he did in the first quarter tonight, seeing him have 18 points and 14 rebounds in Game 1, They have Joe Harris. I see Claxton blocking shots left and right. And I was really high on Brooklyn. And maybe that's my own fault, Jeff. I shouldn't have been that high on Brooklyn. But what I saw at the end of the season for Brooklyn, how they just steamrolled Miami, I was really buying in on this Milwaukee team, believing that they would give Brooklyn a run for their money. I believed going into this series that the two best teams in the NBA were the Milwaukee Bucks and the Brooklyn Nets. Mm -hmm. I don't know who can beat them four times. The Celtics beat them once. Jason Tatum scored 50 points. Can the Utah Jazz beat them a couple times? Sure. Could the Clippers beat them a couple times? Yeah. Yeah. Could they beat them four times with Kevin Durant, with Kyrie Irving playing the way that he is, with Blake Griffin looking like a reborn man, with James Harden, oh, by the way, probably being back for those games? I don't know who does it, Jeff. And if I can get a price at... Plus 160, plus 170 on the Brooklyn Nets to win this NBA Finals. I know the value's gone. I got to do it. I have to play it because I don't know 
who beats this team four times. I'm really happy that we actually talk about this right out of the gate here, Tim, yeah. because because I had I, I had one of my good friends for, for that I grew up with who. Uh, uh, lives in D.C. now and uh, is finally happy that, that sports betting is fully there now, Tim. Uh, he and I were talking about this before because he, he's a bigger Nets fan than, than, than I am at this point. I, I can't even call myself a Nets fan anymore just because uh, uh, that would be unfair to when either the Mets or a Jets team ever breaks through uh, <laughs> and, and wins the title. So I wouldn't feel the same if Brooklyn wins this one. We were trying to figure out this exact question. Who can possibly beat them four times out of seven in a postseason series? Our conclusion was the only team that is capable of doing it is the Clippers. But with a huge caveat here, Tim, it would take Kawhi Leonard being so far and away the best player in that series, which he is capable of doing, Tim. But when you have three superstars on the other side where, again, we don't know if Harden's going to be there or not by I then. I think he will. But we, we, we have to assume that he'll at least be able to play three weeks from now when the NBA Finals, or four weeks from now when the NBA Finals get rolling. So, look, just going in the Eastern Conference now, Philadelphia with Joel Embiid not healthy, no chance. The Bucks, I look, I, I, I thought the Bucks had a chance going into this series. They do not have a chance. They just match up poorly with Brooklyn. And even if they take the two in Milwaukee, it doesn't matter. Brooklyn will sweep the four home games. They're fine. The Hawks are the interesting one. As wild as it may say, as wild as it may be now, Tim, they might have the best shot of any of the teams in the Eastern Conference to at least get Brooklyn a competitive series. Because they have depth, they have good three point shooting, and they defend pretty well. I'm not saying Atlanta's going to beat Brooklyn, but they might actually, like, I can't even imagine saying this a week ago, but the Atlanta Hawks might have the best chance of anyone to beat Brooklyn in a seven-game series. Will they beat Brooklyn in a seven-game series? No. No, they will not. But the way they are built with the three-point shooting and the good defense and an elite point guard like that can score like Trey Young and a great and a very good coach in Nate McMillan, they might have the best shot at this point, which means no one has a shot realistically to beat them. Yeah, I, I think, and I, I bet the Philadelphia 76ers to come out of the Eastern Conference. It was a really good bet, Based too. on the price, based on what I expected to see in this Bucks net series. I thought this would be a war. Mm-hmm. I guess it could be, but how can anyone, after what we saw in games one and two, without the services of, of James Harden, think that Milwaukee can stand toe-to-toe with them at any point in this series. I, I 100% agree with it, Tim. Even though I will say, last traditional Eastern Conference Final we saw two years ago, Milwaukee got out 2-0 on Toronto, yep. dominated those two games. I, I, not, different circumstance for sure, because Brooklyn's a different quality team. But we have seen this recently with the Bucks on the opposite side of the ledger. I've been trying to resist all season long. I didn't believe it. Hard not to believe it after what we saw tonight. We'll get you updated. Denver and Phoenix, good start for the Nuggets right here on the Nightcap. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. 
Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Mid-first quarter in Phoenix. It is an 18-13 Denver Nuggets lead. Jeff Parles, Tim Murray. Make sure to download the VSIN app, iHeartRadio app as well. You can get us for free there each and every, all of our shows. Um, good start for the big boys here for the Nuggets. Of course, that's Compazzo. Yes. Six points. Of course. Uh, he has six. Michael Porter Jr. has six as well. And uh, for producer Aaron Oster, who we always like to live through his bets, uh, he has over two and a half threes for Michael Porter Jr., and he has two threes already. So it says a good start. Uh, you know, don't want to count your chickens until they hatch. But I would say a good start. He'd rather have two threes in the first quarter than no threes. Uh, Nicole, oh, yes. Nicole Jokic <laughs> has six points as well for the Denver Nuggets. Hey, DeAndre Ayton. Now, of course, I didn't make the bet. I just said I like the bet. Talked about it on Danny's show. Seven points already for Aiden. Well, again, I'd like to see. Tim, remember, I, I, I feel like I mention this every single time I'm, I'm with you on here. The best bet on the network is the lean from a VEASAN host that is not bet. <laughs> that, is the, 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 that has to hit it like an 80% clip. Now, if it were offered here, you would have played. I would have played. Yes. But it was, uh, it was not one of the offerings uh, put up by. Uh, our friend Dylan Sullivan, who uh, loved to see that. We've got props coming up. I saw Jeff Benson tweeting about it. So uh, DeAndre Ayton with seven early points. Devin Booker, I think he's headed to the line to try to complete a three-point play here. He's got four. And uh, Jay Crowder, who has never seen a three he has not liked, uh, has two points. Oh for 2 already. Shocking. He's already shot two three-pointers. I'm stunned uh, there. But a four-point lead for the Denver Nuggets so far. Uh, 6.50 to go in the first quarter. And third period, five and change to go. 
north of the border and the Montreal Canadiens trying to eliminate the Winnipeg Jets, Jeff. They are up, or it is two to two in that third period. So uh, if you have the under in that game, you are hoping overtime. Give me overtime. Five yes. and a half juice to the under uh, because certainly if you see a goal here, never know. Goalie could be pulled. Uh, but Montreal looking to not only win this series where they were a pretty decent-sized underdog, sweep the series against the Winnipeg Jets. Tim, they haven't trailed in over 400 minutes of play, the Canadiens. <laughs> they haven't trailed since they lost Game 4 against Toronto in the last series. I mean, look, for a team that legitimately won 42% of its games in the shortened season this year, <laughs> they're on one of the best runs ever in postseason history these last few games. And look, uh, this game honestly should be a blowout, but Connor Hellebuck has stood on his head. He has 36 saves. Uh, the, the Jets only have 16 total shots. So, uh, again, Hellebuck keeping the Jets at least alive to this point. But, uh, again, uh, Montreal, if they win this series, Tim, uh, it doesn't matter who wins the series. Even if Winnipeg becomes the fourth team in NHL history to come from a 3-0 deficit down uh, to, uh, to, to win the series, they're going to get bludgeoned by whoever wins the Colorado-Vegas series. Those, the, those West teams are just so much better than either of these teams. Yeah, and that is uh, the way it will play out. So uh, the Canadian champ will face the winner of the Golden Knights Avalanche Series, which uh, evened up last yes, night. Yes, it has. The Golden Knights winning 5-1 to one here last night. And Eddie Olchuk shouts to you, giving a little uh, <laughs> subtle jab uh, to the over players last night. DeAndre Ayton, oh, give me oh, that. Oh, I thought you were going to get another one there. Give me that hook shot, DeAndre Ayton. Uh, so, and earlier tonight, how about those New York Islanders back yeah. The Nassau Coliseum. Going to shut down that barn, maybe with the appearance in the semifinals. So it, it's pretty amazing now for that that team who, again, elite coach, obviously. Trotz, yeah, yeah. Is, Trotz yeah. is amazing. Uh-huh. You, you you know that first, Ad. Yeah, yeah. The, the Island, the, for the second straight series, the Islanders clearly have less talent than their opponent. But they just find a way. And tonight, three power play goals. Varamalov played great again for the most part. Uh, only one of the four that Boston scored was probably a softie. But look, uh, in the end here for the Islanders, a chance to go home and win a second straight series against a team that has more talent than them and an opportunity to get Tampa for the second straight year in the semifinal round. Uh, it, look, it's uh, it's pretty, pretty wild. And again, Tim... The price after the Islanders lost game one, the Islanders were were over $3 in most spots. So you could have gotten a big old price on New York in that series early on. Just want to hit on something real quick. Uh, The Nets won by a couple points. Uh, They won by 39. They lead 2-0 in that series. But as we have talked about on this show so often, Jeff, Mm -hmm. blowouts, very bad for overs in the prop market. Oh, they're not good, Tim. KD, under 32 and a half. He had 32. Giannis, under 33 and a half. Kyrie, under 28 and a half. Drew Holiday, under 19 and a half. Chris Middleton, under 22 and a half. Blake Griffin, under 11 and a half. The six biggest names in the game all go under in the 39-point smackdown of the Milwaukee Bucks tonight. Julio Jones headed to Nashville. What does that mean in the futures market? We'll discuss it next right here on the Nightcap.
season is in full swing, so it's the perfect time to work on cashing tickets every day. Our VEASAN experts give you all the tools to make the most of every baseball bet, including live odds and analysis for every game on VEASAN.com backslash MLB, and our daily members-only best bet emails. Now's the time to start your free trial and take advantage of all betting opportunities. This baseball season, head over to VEASAN.com backslash Subscribe. It is the nightcap here on Veasan. Jeff Parles, Tim Murray, with you. Wow, what a what a light slate tonight in in Major League Baseball. Only three games. Uh, plenty of college baseball to bet on. Uh, as uh, anyone was following me on Saturday night, I was uh, wifeless on the on a little uh, weekend getaway. Little guy was sleeping, so I was sitting back and watching some college baseball, and firing on some wrong bets. I needed, I, I, I needed Jalen Suggs to Drew, show up Drew, with the Drew baseball Drew Timmy bat. didn't get there for you with Gonzaga? No, no, no. No, no, Dave, no Adam Morrison, no uh, no John Stockton. Dan, I was hoping. No no Dan Dickow, it's a no, shame. No one showed up there, so uh, the Zags, uh, they failed me on Saturday night, but it's all right. Well, uh, we move on. They got a... They've been bounced. Uh, They're that, bounced. That yeah. series, uh, that that is that or- regional that Oregon, is Oregon and LSU. And LSU. Yes, uh, that is uh, that is ongoing right now. I don't know what the score of that one is, because the only game we have on in our in our studio is the Stanford UC Irvine game, which you have Irvine, I have Stanford, and uh, it is seven nothing as they play in the bottom of the first. Stanford leading. Oh, we're gonna get our update on Oregon and LSU. There you go. LSU looks like they take the lead. As the home team on the road, as we love doing. Oh, that's actually a tie game now uh, between LSU and uh, Oregon. Tim, one thing I've noticed with watching college baseball, by the way. That we shouldn't be talking about it? There, well, yes. There are a lot of runs. That's all I'm going to throw yeah. out there. A lot of runs. I should have been wearing my uh, my Notre Dame gear because uh, I'm a huge Notre Dame baseball fan. I mean, I, I've been to Frank X Stadium before. They outscored their opponents 50-5 to five in their regional over the weekend. So Not bad. I think that's good. That's solid. Okay. Thus ends college baseball talk in hour one. Uh, we do have Denver leading Phoenix 26-22, to under two minutes to go in the first quarter. Uh, and also San Diego, the Padres, up one nothing on the Cubs in the bottom of the first inning with men on second and third. The San Diego Padres went off here, minus 111 favorites against the Chicago Cubs. And uh, we got the Angels and the Royals. So only three games, as we mentioned, the Boston Red Sox, Winning earlier tonight, uh, earlier today, I should say, uh, day game in Boston. They went five to three over the Marlins. It was an inevitability. We just didn't know where he'd go, and now Julio Jones is a member of the Tennessee Titans. And I think the Titan faithful are quite pleased uh, about acquiring Julio Jones. I'm sure Falcons fans knew it was it was going to happen. Um, the reporting and you know, kudos to Michael Lombardi. If you were watching, uh, I believe it was on Sundays in Lombardi line, he said that Tennessee was going to be the landing spot. Bada bing, bada boom. He goes to Tennessee. Um, it's either Saturday or Sunday show. One of the shows. Uh, we, we tweeted it out. Check it out. Um, but he was, he was on it, and he was also on it about the fact that there was no first-round pick out there. Because if there was a first-round pick, they would have taken, taken the first-round yeah. pick. So they get a second-round pick uh, and a, you know, a was it a fifth-round pick uh, next year uh, for, for Julio Jones? Obviously, the big thing in this was the fact that Tennessee took on the money, which Atlanta, which has been said on this show multiple times, is in salary cap hell. 
and they're able to get off Julio Jones. So, you know, we could talk Atlanta, maybe top of the hour when George Shahuri joins us because I know the PFF gentlemen, big fans of Atlanta this year, Arthur Smith, going to become the new Atlanta new head coach. But for Tennessee, Jeff, similar to the Nets, we've seen things happen like this before where trades happen and everyone just kind of loses their mind like, oh my gosh, unstoppable offense. And, and look, man, having Julio Jones is better than not having Julio Jones. And having him paired up there uh, with Brown and, you know, Derrick Henry in the backfield. And if you like Ryan, uh, Ryan Tannehill, um, I'm just, I'm not going to be crowning the Tennessee Titans just yet. Um, as you see in the shift of the odds, their Super Bowl odds went from 40 to 1 down to 25 to 1. AFC Championship odds down from 18 to 1 to 12 to 1. AFC South odds, I think this is where it's intriguing. Uh, I know our good friend Brad Evans was tweeting about this uh, when the trade went down or when it was rumored to be going down that, you know, you have to take the plus money. That's some not so, so bullish. And then win total sitting there at 9. I think that's intriguing. Uh, the juice has swung from minus 110 to minus 130. I, I do think the nine win total, knowing the neighborhood you live in with the Tennessee Titans, where you get Jacksonville, who I think will stink, and Houston, who I know we will, st- will know that who yeah. we know will stink. <laughs> uh, so if if you know, in the NFL, Jeff, you can never say you should go four and zero against teams. They should go four and zero against those two teams. Um, but what, 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 what did you make of this trade? I, I think it was a good trade. You get a second-round pick. There's nothing wrong with it. But I'm just not crowning them to be champions of the AFC just yet because of the acquisition of a 32-year-old wide receiver who, by the way, missed a handful of games last year with a hamstring injury. Yeah, so look, I think the health of Julio Jones is really the, the big question mark. That, I know that's not groundbreaking analysis, right. but that's what the whole ball waxes here. If he's healthy... Tennessee, to me, is pretty clearly the best team in this division with him healthy. If he is unable to, if he gets hurt at all, misses half the games like he did a few years ago, Tim, uh, with that with that balky hamstring, then this is a wide open race between Indianapolis and Tennessee. The big question mark, more than anything in this division, more so than what the Titans are moving forward, is still is Carson Wentz actually an NFL quarterback anymore? Which sure. is which is really the whole question. And I'm not surprised that the odds have, have shifted 20 cents over the last yeah. few days. It, all this makes sense. I would not bet Tennessee to win the AFC. I would honestly still not bet anyone to, to win the AFC because until Patrick Mahomes is not in Kansas City or some other team uh, just takes such a vaunted leap forward, which this is not that for Tennessee – it's just hard to pick against Kansas City coming out of the AFC. So, look, the division odds are by far the only one that are a little intriguing. I liked it before at plus 130. I still like it at plus 110 to win that division because I don't like Carson Wentz uh, anymore. I don't think he's any good. But anything else with those numbers, I'm no no interest in betting a nine and more juice, even though it probably would still be an over like it was before for me. First quarters come to a close in Phoenix, 28 all. You bet the under in the first quarter, well, you're a winner because it was 56 and a half. Lands 56. Oh, and boy. the Phoenix Suns do not cover that first quarter at one and a half points. Well, how impactful will Julio Jones be for the Tennessee Titans? We'll talk to Paul Kuharski next right here on the Nightcap. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top of it, like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to point game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. into the indeed.com studio hiring start finding the right people right away visit indeed.com slash credit early early second quarter denver leading 33 to 31 over the phoenix suns and michael porter jr your guy jeff little fadeaway baseline jumper there so a four-point lead now for the denver nuggets 28 all after the first quarter nuggets were a six-point underdog here at circa at close and a total of 221 and a half. And we're going to be joined here momentarily by Paul Kuharski, uh, who's been covering the Titans for quite some time, and uh, talk a little bit more about the Julio Jones trade. But a good good start to the quarter here for the Denver Nuggets as they go on a 10-3 run uh, to start this quarter as we get a timeout. You were looking to fire on something uh, total related, Jeff. What, what are we? I was going to take. You staring at? I, I was going to take it over, and then of course I was too late. And now that number that I would have liked is no longer there. Mm. So uh, th- th- there you go, Tim. You got to be got to be quick. Got to be quick, quick on, on these. Quick on Got to be fingers. quick on these. Yeah. Um, while we wait, um, Nikola Jokic, ten points already, and he is uh, starting the second quarter on the bench for his uh, 
his normal uh, rest period. Michael Porter Jr., 10 points as well. My guy, DeAndre Ayton, nine, nine points already, Jeff. There we go. 38-31 is the score, 9.54 to go in the second quarter. This is a big story. Brooklyn winning, certainly a big story, but let's be real. The biggest story of the past couple days is Julio Jones is not an Atlanta Falcon anymore. He stays in the South, but he has the Tennessee, and he will be a member of the Tennessee Titans. And we bring in Paul Kuharski, who covers the Tennessee Titans. You can follow him at Paul, K-U-H-A-R, or K-U-H-A-R-S-K-Y, NFL on Twitter. Paul, always appreciate the time. And um, just this trade on the surface from you know Julio Jones having a bit of a, a season last year where he was nicked up, but A.J. Brown, Derrick Henry, Ryan Tannehill, and now Julio Jones, the odds kind of show it as uh, almost a, a race between the Colts and the Titans, pretty much depending on where you look, even Steven. How do you look at the AFC South race now after this acquisition? Well, I I'm, wasn't in love with the Titans before this deal, uh, but I certainly wasn't in love with the Colts. I think uh, I'm surprised at how many people are putting a lot of faith into Carson Wentz just being magically cured by being reconnected with Frank Reich. And um, the Colts have issues at wide receiver and cornerback as far as I'm concerned. So Titans coming off a uh, division-winning season, a poor playoff showing. They were in the AFC Championship game a year before that. Corey Davis left to the Jets. Johnny Smith left to the Patriots. Titans didn't do uh, much to offset those losses. And now with Julio Jones, um, you know, very good with A.J. Brown, Julio Jones, and now Josh Reynolds is their third wide receiver. Um, I think they should be pretty good on offense again if Todd Downing's a good replacement for Arthur Smith as the offensive coordinator. Defense was horrible last year. Uh, they made a lot of moves, six changes in their top 12 defenders. If they could move from 29th in the league to, to the middle of the pack, uh, you know, I think they could be in position to win the division again. And uh, a lot of good teams in the AFC, but I think they'll be one of them. Paul, you, you, you mentioned it. Uh, one, one of the, the uh, big questions I have is how, how is the offense going to look under new offensive coordinator Todd Downing? Of course, Arthur, Arthur Smith, now the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. What, what, what are your thoughts on Downing, and, and what can you tell, him, tell us about him with uh, covering the Titans like you have? Well, he's uh, coached the tight ends for the last couple of years, and I think when Mike Rabel hired him to replace Arthur Smith as the tight ends coach when Smith was promoted when Matt LaFleur went to, to Green Bay, um, that it was was probably with the idea that uh, that he might need an offensive coordinator if, if Arthur Smith, in fact, took off as, as he anticipated he might. So uh, Downing had a tough year as offensive coordinator of the Oakland Raiders, uh, in his in his one chance at it, but uh, seems like a bright guy. He's obviously inheriting some talent that we discussed there. The offensive line is good. Gets a healthy healthy Taylor Lewan back. Four fifths of it is back. Dylan Raiden's a, a, a second round draft pick will eventually take over at right tackle. Um, you know, it's a team key around Derrick Henry with the play action game. Um, Downing was, was, you know, observing Arthur Smith quite closely. Uh, you know, he's going to have his own wrinkles and, and do his own thing, but this is an offense that doesn't need a perfect play call for, for things to work with guys like Derrick Henry 
and A.J. Brown and, and Julio Jones now. So um, yeah, they scored over 30 points a game last year. They're bringing in really a number two receiver now and a guy that's a, a Hall of Fame player that's been, you know, he's productive in the seven games he played last year. And uh, so I, I think they've got to be feeling pretty pretty good about things. You never know. But it's a bigger question at Nashville, really, what Shane Bowen's going to do as defensive coordinator in his first year with the title than it is what Todd Downing's going to do. He's getting more benefit of the doubt. Yeah, and it's, it's a lot more fun to talk about offense, especially in the <laughs> offseason. We don't want to get we don't get down and dirty right now, Paul. We want to we want to talk about the glitz yeah. and glam that is the offense. And uh, I want to get to the defense here in just a moment. But uh, as we talked to Paul Kaharski uh, down there in Nashville, you mentioned Julio last year when he was healthy, he was uh, productive, eighty five point seven yards per game last year, over a thousand yards every single year. Uh, pretty much in his career outside of 2013 when he was hurt and only played five games. How much does this help A.J. Green? How much does this help um, A.J. Brown, excuse me? How much does this help uh, Derrick Henry? Because we know that teams just want to key in on Derrick Henry. So it's kind of your pick, your poison. And and I almost feel like teams are still going to sell out a bit on Derrick Henry because he's such an unstoppable force coming out of that backfield. So it feels like whether it's going to be Julio single-covered or A.J. Brown is single-covered. Um, it, it just feels like it is it is quite the tricky uh, situation to try to slow this offense down. Yeah, I mean, as far as Derrick Henry's concerned, people were, you know, the last two seasons really loading up to slow him down. Um, you know, and last season he was running behind Taylor Lewan for only five games. He blew out his ACL. Ty Sambrilo, uh played five games after that. He got hurt. They were down to David Quesenberry, who you guys remember, uh, third string left tackle, and uh, and he ran for two thousand yards. Uh, Johnny Smith was helping there, gone now, but but uh, stayed in a lot. So um, you know Henry's going to get his uh, up until the point that he cracks, and there's no indication that that's coming yet. But the Titans certainly are thinking, you know, this is the window while Derrick Henry is still going and that he's got a few more years of uh, of doing what he's been doing. And then, uh, like you said, the, the trouble then was going to be that A.J. Brown was going to get ridiculously double-covered because there wasn't a, a secondary threat in the passing game. And Josh Reynolds was going to rank too high as the second receiver. And then guys like Nick Westbrook, Akina, fourth-round pick Des Fitzpatrick, Cam Batson, a gadget, small guy. We're going to be third receivers, and uh, those guys were all overcast. And now they all fall back into the proper slotting. Josh Reynolds is a, is a third receiver. He was a good third receiver last year, kind of breaking out with the Rams, but he was behind Robert Woods and, and Cooper Cup. Um, and he'll be in that role now. And those other guys I mentioned are, are have a chance to blossom as, as the fourth guy. Um, and so everything's kind of restored to proper order. And, um, you know, the Titans are very much a matchup team, and they're not going to have, I don't think, a dedicated slot guy. A.J. Brown's played in the slot. Julio Jones has played in the slot. Josh Reynolds has played in the slot. I think they'll line guys up based on, on particular game plans. And game-by-game uh, game adjustments as things go, and defenses, like you said, are going to have to pick and choose where they dedicate their resources, and the Titans won't hesitate to go away from those coverages to, to quality people who are drawing less attention. 
And Paul, before we let you run, uh, let's let's just talk. Let's talk briefly about that defense you mentioned. 29th in the league last year. Uh, you know, their first round pick this year. They go get Caleb Farley. Some folks believe that he was the best corner in the in this draft, but injury concerns obviously popped up. You know, Bud Dupree's in addition. Um, we only got about a minute and a half or so. But when you look at this defense, um, how much? Right now, in your opinions here on June 7th, how many steps forward have they made to try to close that gap so they can allow this offense to shine? And, you know, we aren't talking about, eh, that Tennessee defense, you just can't trust them. Well, personnel was really bad last year. They bombed on Vic Beasley. Clowney didn't really do anything before he got hurt and missed the second half of the season. Adoy Jackson was hurt. He got a big deal with the Giants after they, they cut him before his, his uh, fifth-year option guaranteed. They were really hurt in the back end. They didn't rush the passer. They had 19 sacks, and they didn't get off the field on third down. They gave over 50% conversions. Six of the top 12 are new. I don't know that they're great, but Bud Dupree's going to rush the passer better than what they had. Danico Autry's better on the defensive line than what they had. They got a lot of new young cornerback talent. It's going to be better, and they don't need to be a top five defense. They just need to not be 29. If they're 16th, 17th, that'll be a dramatic improvement. And with the offense we've been talking about, I think they'd be in pretty good shape. He is Paul Kuharski. Check out his website, paulkuharski.com. Paul, great stuff. Appreciate you uh, jumping on. Thanks for having me. There he is. Um, we've got ourselves a sweep in the Stanley Cup. Playoffs. <laughs> oh man, Montreal team is just with again forty-two percent of their games they won this year in the shortened season of fifty-six games. Tim down three-one against Toronto, who was the only good team up out of the North really the whole year, and here they are. Montreal still hasn't trailed since Game Four against Toronto. I'm no mathematician. That's a whole seven games now, Tim. So now the Montreal Canadiens will sit back and put their feet up and watch the Avs and Knights series like we do because they're moving on (laughs) in a clean sweep of the Winnipeg Jets. We'll tell you how it happened. Also, George Shahuri from Pro Football Focus. Stick around. It's the Nightcap here on VEASAN. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. 
Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.